we are going to do something a little different tonight. Um, Mid-afternoon, this afternoon, um, the Lord just began to stir in my spirit, um, and I just couldn't get past it. Um, I told Veronica, I said, I just, the Lord's just stirring something in me, and I, I'm not really exactly sure uh, what, what it is the Lord's wanting to do. And then all of a sudden, he began to just take me into Scripture and speak to me. And so we were going to finish up our series that we've been in on the concept of holiness, uh, but we're going to put that next Wednesday night. And uh, we, we're going to just uh, follow the direction of the Lord this evening. I, um, I'm going to share with you, and I, I, don't have, I don't have a lot that I'm going to share, but the Lord has, has shown me something to share with you. And then I want us to take the remainder of our time together and pray. Because I believe, and it'll make sense when we are, are to that place. And so those of you that might be watching online, if, if uh, there are those that um, are online, um, um, we will, at the conclusion of the, the time and the word tonight, we'll just end the stream at that point and then uh, um, invite you to just join us in prayer. And, uh, but I, I just, I feel very, very directed and challenged by the Lord to um, share with you what he has put in my heart to to just uh, uh, share tonight, we're gonna. I want to take. I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, and turn with me to Matthew, the twenty-fourth chapter. Matthew, the twenty-fourth chapter, is where we are um, going to be looking tonight, and um, uh, we're going to be walking through Matthew twenty-four through a portion of Matthew 26. And we're not, I'm, don't, don't, don't concern yourself with that. It's, it's not uh, probably what you're thinking. I'm just going to point some things out to you in that. This is, we are right in the midst of Passion Week. We are right in the midst of Holy Week. We are right in the midst of the time that we celebrate. We, last Sunday morning, and didn't Brother Jarvis do an amazing job? What a great message he preached for us last Sunday morning. Um, and uh, last Sunday was Palm Sunday of Jesus entering um, into Jerusalem, and they are recognizing him and celebrating him as the one who's come in the name of the Lord, and, and they've got the palm leaves laid out and all the pomp that's going to come with that, and then it's not going to be very long at all when even some of those very same ones are going to turn against him, and we are heading towards that moment where we are reflecting and remembering those occasions. How many of you recognize that in Christ, um, and, and in the days of, the, of grace and these New Testament moments, every day is a day of celebration and rejoicing in what Christ has accomplished. But it's in this time that, that we set aside to reflect and to remember. And so on that, in that holy week, we read of in Scripture, we, we find the events of that week that lead from Palm Sunday lead to 
what we would call that Good Friday where Christ would give his life a ransom for sin, the sin of mankind, for all that would put their faith in him, leading up to that first resurrection morning, that first day of the week, uh, that he would resurrect uh, up from the grave, he arose, amen, uh, with a mighty triumph for his foes. And so we celebrate that during this week. Most people will say that it would have been around Tuesday that um, he would have kind of completed most of the events, and most would say Wednesday would have been more of a silent day. Now, you, you have to understand that you are dealing with about three different calendars as we go through this week. You're dealing with the, with the Jewish calendar and the way they would count from sundown to sundown as a day. Uh, and, and any moment of that time is counted as a day. You are dealing with the, the, the cultural calendar that, that many of, of those in that day would go by, which were counting from sunrise to sunrise as a day. And so you have that. And, and then also on top of that, you are dealing with the calendar that we operate under, um, which starts midnight to midnight, starts back over and heads into new day. So you've got these days that you really have to do a lot of coordinating to kind of figure out exactly where everything would have fit perfectly. And there some will debate about different things, but most would say that on what we would recognize as this Wednesday, it would be more of a silent day. The teaching was done the, he had not yet headed to the last supper he was going to share uh, with his disciples and had not yet gone to the garden after that and in the night of prayer when he would be taken uh, and arrested and put on trial and during that day of that Friday and then, and then crucified uh, for our sins. But this day is a day that's kind of silent. But here, here's what really was happening on this day. And I'm, I'm just going to share a couple things with you because this is what the Lord has challenged me with tonight to bring to you. This time was a preparation time. It was a preparation time. Most would see this as a silent day, but it's a day of preparation for Jesus and his disciples as they prepare now for what is ahead of them. He's going to tell his disciples, go and prepare a room for us so that we can share this meal together, the Passover meal. It was a preparation day for Judas and the chief priests and the scribes and the elders because the word also tells us that Judas would go and begin to conspire with them as to how they were going to take Jesus. It was a day of contrast. It was a day, preparation time of contrasting preparation. And as I began to look at that this afternoon, and this just, just, just rose up in me this afternoon, as I began to look at that, and I began to look in the word at the teaching that took place, starting at Matthew 24 and running through Matthew 26, about midway down that chapter, and I began to look at the teaching, the topics that Jesus was covering on what we would call the Olivet Discourse. 
Well, on that Mount of Olives, as he is sitting and he is teaching there, and and he has now left the temple for the final time until he's going to move back in. He comes to the Mount of Olives, and and the disciples come to him privately, and they said, "Tell us when all these end times things will be that you are talking about." Because in Matthew 24, he kicks it off. Uh, he went out and departed in verse 1 from the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. In verse 3, he was on the Mount of Olives and they come to him privately. And they say, would you tell us when these things are? What, what is going to be happening? And Jesus began a teaching that is going to run, and you can, if you've got a Bible that has red letters in your Bible, you can look, and through Matthew 24, Matthew 25, and and, and to the beginning parts of Matthew 26, you will find that red letter teaching. You'll find the words of Jesus. Because in this preparation moment, Jesus is going to do some preparing and some teaching. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you just some headings and some topics because I, I want you to hear what I feel like the Lord was saying to me. Now, as he begins this teaching, understand this is, a, this is him teaching them, talking to them. This is not intended to be chronological order. It's not what he was doing. He was sharing with them, and I believe what we're going to discover tonight is he was sharing with them some principles of preparation. Because you're going to see with me tonight that everything he was teaching them had the concept of being prepared baked into it. He was talking to them about preparation. So we're going to turn our attention tonight to what it is the Lord wants to prepare us for. How many know the church needs to understand what it means to be prepared? The body of Christ, we as believers, we need to be prepared for what is ahead of us. There are things ahead of us that I'm, I believe much of the church is not prepared for. I believe we've just kind of rolled along and went along our lives without really considering what it is that we need to prepare ourselves for. There, there are events ahead of us that we need to be prepared for. There are opportunities ahead of us that if we are not prepared for, we will miss. And Jesus begins to deal with all of this. And so I, I just, we're just going to hit a couple of these things as the Lord just shows them to me and then we're just going to pray. I'm going to spend some time asking the Lord to prepare us. In Matthew 24, he starts off and I'm going to write, I'm not going to read all this so you can write them down if you want to look into it later, you can. Or you can go back and listen to this and write it down however you want to do that. But Matthew 24 verses 1 through verse 14 Matthew 24, verses 1 through 14, and really, in essence, verses 4 through 14, Jesus begins to talk to them about the last days. He says, take heed that no one deceives you. 
He begins to tell them, many are going to come in the last days saying, I am Christ. This is the teachings of Christ. This is the way that you will go. These days are going to be held as days that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. These, these will be days um, that you are not to be troubled because these things all will have to come to pass. You'll see nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows. We've always had wars. There's always been rumors of wars. There have quite often been pestilences that were going around. There have been earthquakes in different places in our world at, at, at different times. Uh, there's been nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There's been famines around. But do you recognize that we are living in a moment that every one of these things is happening all at one time? Not just a few of them, not just a couple of them. Every one of these is happening. I, I think we need to open our eyes to that because I, I believe this is the time, the last days. I believe we're living in those. But even if not, you need to recognize it's going to look something like this. We're seeing all of these things begin to happen. And he says, when those things are happening in these last days, you're going to be delivered up. You're going to go through some struggles and trials and tribulations and battles. And there's going to be false prophets rise up. Come on. And lawlessness is going to abound. They're going to be breaking every law, every natural law, every moral law, every it, lawlessness is going to abound. Amen. And, and false prophets will deceive many. And the love of many will grow cold. But those that endure to the end will be saved. These are in the last days. We will begin to see these. These are the beginning of sorrows, he said. And so we need to be aware that, that as the last days now approach, and I believe are upon us, my question to us is, are we preparing to endure? Because we see a contrast in this setting. We see those that endure and those that fall away. We see those that hold on and we see those that grow cold. Amen. Do you know anytime you see a contrast, then there's preparation that needs to take place so that you can be on the right side of the contrast. Amen. So you see people growing colder. You see people standing and enduring. And so therefore, we need to be preparing. How would you prepare for these moments? By getting close to the Lord. By standing for him. By living for him like you never have before. Believing him like never before. No wonder Hebrews chapter 10 talks about, talks about the days. It says, do not, in verse 25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are. And even more so as you see the days approaching. It's important that we stand together. So we have to prepare. 
But then Jesus, after teaching that in Matthew 24, verses 15 down through verse 28, he begins to talk about a time of great tribulation. A time that Daniel talks about, he begins to say. In verse 15, he says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then he begins to talk about those that are in Judea fleeing to the mountaintops. Pray that your flight might not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Woe to those who are pregnant during those moments. He, he, he begins to talk about false Christ. And he begins to, the Antichrist is going to be roaring in those moments. And, and we see a combination now. We see two contrasts now of grace and judgment. We see God's grace that has held man. And we see God's judgment falling upon this earth because one will be preserved they will flee but God will preserve them and others will be judged he moves directly from there into Matthew 24 verses 29 through 44 and here he begins to tell us, and, and he says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light. Stars will fall from heaven, all those things. That's all in that great tribulation moment. And the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, remember, I said he's not chronologically walking through this. He's teaching about being prepared. These, these are preparation moments. So he said there's a great tribulation coming. And then, and then he's going to talk about there's also a time coming that the Lord's going to appear. And with a trumpet, he's going to gather his up. Amen. And he says the fig tree is going to show you something in that when you see the things of the victory know that that this time is near when you see it putting forth its its leaves you know summer is near so he says this generation will by no means pass away till these things take place heaven and earth will pass away my word will remain forever and most biblical theologians will say that this generation passing away is the generation that would have seen Israel regathered and brought back in uh, as a nation as God would collect them together again. And we are coming to the close of that generation. Things are about to happen. And the question is, are we prepared? I mean, there's going to be tribulation that's going to begin to break out. And it's going to be great tribulation all the way up until the time the Lord comes and judges the unrighteous. Amen. And there's going to be a time in, in verse 36, but of that day, the day that he appears, no man knows the day and the hour. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. And he begins to talk about in the days of Noah, there will be people that will be taken out of that judgment. Come on. 
He'll say there's two will be in the field. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken. Watch therefore for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Be ready for the Son of Man is coming. See tribulation's coming. But the Son of Man is coming to preserve his people. That's what we know of as the rapture. Tribulation is going to come upon this world. But we, his people, need to be prepared. Because he's coming. Amen. And there's a snatching that will take place. One taken, one left. We're living in these moments. Are you watching? Here's how you prepare for that moment. You don't know the day or the hour. You'd be watching. Be alert. When you see all these signs, it's the beginning of all these sorrows. And then he went into it. This is what all that's leading to, this great tribulation process. But the Lord's going to appear. And just like in the days of Noah, the righteous are going to be taken out of that judgment. Amen. Are we prepared? Okay, now, Matthew 24, verses 45 through 51. Jesus begins to prepare. Now, after going through those end times things, he begins to tell us about the faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his house to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find doing what he left him to do. He will make him ruler over all his goods. But if the evil servant says in his heart the master is delaying his coming and begins to mistreat those that he's been assigned to, the master will come on a day he's not prepared for and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We see him saying there needs to be preparation so that you see the faithful using what God has given them and you see the unfaithful holding out on what they've been given. Come on now. See, he's, all this has to do with preparation. So prepare by watching. Understand there's grace and judgment coming to this earth. Understand we're living in the last days. Understand that, that you got to be watching because the righteous are going to be caught out of this. Just like Noah was when the flood came upon the earth. And then he says, and be faithful. Because the unfaithful will face judgment. He's left us here on this earth to be faithful to his purpose. Are we prepared for him? He moves there into Matthew 25. And Matthew 25 at verses 1 through 13. And here he talks about ten virgins. He says, five are wise and five are foolish. You know this story. He's going to talk about those that are full of oil and those that have run dry. Amen? So he said, you got to be prepared for what's coming. you got to be prepared. you got to keep your oil full. 
We need the oil of gladness, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the oil of anointing. It's imperative that we are full until the master comes. The bridegroom comes. Amen. See, we can't afford to be empty now. Because he could come at any moment. Therefore, we today must determine we will live full. We will live full of his spirit, full of his anointing, full of his faith. We will believe he's coming soon and we will live like we believe it. I mean, no, if you believe he's coming soon, then you're going to live full every day of your life. You're not going to allow yourself to run on empty. Amen. How many of you drive your car while the lights beeping, flashing, and screaming at you? Right? Don't throw anyone else under the bus. But let me just say that's not a very smart way to drive. Oh, but my, my, my uh, car tells me that I've got another 25 miles to go. Right? Don't trust it. It could run out at any moment. We've got a lot of Christians that I believe if we could see in the heavenlies, above their heads, there's a red light blinking and there's beeping and they're screaming saying, you need to get full. You need to get filled up. You need to quit this stuff of running around on empty. Amen. These are preparation moments. Get prepared. Be full. Be filled up. Get oily. Let get, get, get full of the Spirit of God and the anointing of God. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. He begins to talk about talents. And we see more contrasts. We see that these talents, that, that he, he gave one five talents, another two, and another one. And then he begins to tell what each one did with what they were given. The gifts they were given. What did they do with them? And the one with five doubled it. Right? Is that not, is that not what he says? Okay. The one with five doubled it. He traded and made more. And the one who was given two, he gained two more also. But the one who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid it and did not use it. Guess which one was unprepared? Two were called good and faithful servants when he came. Do you see a theme? The other one, what was his was taken from him and he was judged and punished it says for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance but from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth use what God's given you for the kingdom purpose quit squandering what God's given you on this world and start using it for kingdom purpose. Be prepared. Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46. He begins to teach them about truly living for Christ. And those that are faking life in Christ. 
Amen. Because he says, he says, the son of man came and they were gathered before him. And he said to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the righteous will say, when did we, when did we see you like that, Lord? And he said, when you've done it to the least of these, you did it unto me. And then he turned around to the unprepared and he said, I was hungry, naked, poor, in prison. You didn't do anything for me. One group was truly living this new life. The other ones were faking this new life. Amen. We got a lot of Christians that claim to be living for Jesus, but are showing no signs of it. Be prepared. Matthew 26, then we go in and I'm almost finished and we're going to pray verses one through five. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to the disciples, you know that after two days is the Passover and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. You've got Jesus preparing his disciples to go to the upper room, and you've got the enemy preparing, plotting. So you've got the righteous preparing, the unrighteous plotting. And the last one I'm going to share with you that the Lord just kind of brought to my attention this afternoon. Matthew 26, verses 6 through 16. We see true worshipers. And we see those that are worshiping self and their own agendas. And in verse 14 through 16 of Matthew 26, Judas went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And that time forward, he sought opportunity to betray him. In that week, there was intense teaching about being prepared because Jesus knew what was ahead of him. Amen. And I felt the Lord speak to me this afternoon that I want my people to prepare themselves. To be ready. It stirred in me all afternoon. Let us prepare. I've heard the Lord saying to me, prepare, get ready. Destined moments are ahead. Answers are ahead. Just ahead of you are times of revealing and times of exposing has arrived. And so I felt directed to set aside my agenda 
tell you the journey the Lord took me on and to tell you we must prepare. And the greatest way I know to prepare is in prayer. Everybody stand to your feet with me tonight. And I'm going to invite you to just take a, as long as you would like. And spend a little time in prayer saying, Lord, prepare me for what's ahead. No greater week than this to evaluate what the Lord would have you to do and focus on as you go forward. Maybe there's gifts in your life you need to be using. Talents he's given you that you need to be using. Maybe you need to be full. Maybe you need to live this life and not just talk it. Maybe you need to recognize these are end times and you've got to labor while it's light. Because a night comes when no man can work. Amen? But I felt the Lord say to me, get ready. Because there are things about to happen. And I got to tell you, I didn't see that as a negative thing. I saw that as the Lord is about to do some things. Do you want to be a part of it? So I'm going to invite you to prepare. Get ready. I've got a playlist that they're just going to play. Those of you that were online, we're going to cut the feed at this time because it won't transfer over anyway. Thank you for joining online if you